TuneIn Radio app, we are WRKN, 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. What's going on, folks? Good to be with you as always and plenty as usual to dig our teeth into no such thing as the slow time of year in these parts right college baseball season's now over for everybody in louisiana as we know super regionals next and even though there were four teams from the state making the field of 64 none of them able to battle their way out of four team regionals to reach the final 16 which is a pity, but uh, three of the four certainly battled. We knew LSU had the best shot of getting the job done, and they also had pretty clear strengths and weaknesses, and we saw all of them on display. <laughs> I mean, LSU showed you the very best of them with their ability to put rallies together at the plate and the very worst of what they have to offer, which they couldn't overcome offensively in the end. Pitching, consistency, and defense. And I would even say that the last part, defense, was even more of a failure than the pitching because there were a couple times where plays needed to be made. LSU was not able to make them and wound up after having the massive first couple of comebacks to be in control of the regional losing two games to southern miss and the regional itself and now we sort of want to look ahead to the future of that but at the same time a team that didn't play in regionals winds up making an interesting decision usually when you have a change at head coach but not always, but usually you're saying we need a regime change. It's just not working. We're not winning. If it's not some sort of controversy off the field, head coach gets fired because of wins and losses. You usually look to start over. Sometimes when you make that search, you wind up finding out that there's already somebody in the building that's the answer. Tulane has made that decision that somebody in the building was the answer. His name's Jay Allman. He was the interim coach 
after Travis Stewart was fired late in the regular season. Now he will take full command of the program. This is a program under Jewett that didn't make the NCAA tournament in five tries over six years. Won the COVID-shortened season. Doesn't count. But Ullman gets the credit clearly because he's been given the head coaching job for being able to recruit well enough for Tulane to be good, at least in the estimation of Troy Dannon and whoever other people were involved in the decision uptown. And Ullman is an experienced coach who worked under a great coach in George Horton over at Oregon, almost a decade actually, over there, and thought he was going to get the chance to run that program. He was the interim coach there when Horton left, but never coached a game as the head coach there. Allman wound up at Tulane. So, if you look at the half glass full, you'd think this is good news for the Green Wave. Because even though they haven't been an NCAA tournament team, Allman, who's been there, has seemingly done his part to help make them a contender again. And if you don't believe there's somebody out there who's a slam dunk hire that can work within the confines and understand the confines of the job at Tulane, why not stick with a guy who can recruit under those parameters and do a good job? And while you're at it, try to make sure you don't lose your best players who have already jumped into the transfer portal. Ethan Groff, Zach DeVito, Jackson Lynn, Bennett Lee. I mean, you talk about three really good position players in there and a super talented arm in DeVito. Why let those guys go who have years of eligibility remaining and have been all-conference caliber talents? Why not keep them around? Now, you make the same argument for Allman in the injury department that you would have made for keeping Jewett, right? Those four names mentioned are amongst the injury woes that Tulane has had. Teo Banks is another name that comes up. He had a cycle, had the cycle in one game in the conference tournament. Unavailable most of his freshman year. He looks like another stud. So maybe you felt like, okay, we need to make a change because of the overall situation in part because if your boosters aren't happy and you're not winning and the boosters aren't happy particularly because they don't seem to personally connect with or even like your head coach but you still if you're an athletic director feel like your program is headed in the right direction why not keep the guy who's an experienced assistant and your recruiting coordinator has helped put you in the right direction that's the decision Tulane made I don't know. I will say that the interviews I've seen of Allman seems like the type of guy that would be very likable. 
A guy who's ready to run his own program, handles himself well on interviews in front of the camera. I would think, and a part of the equation we never talk about, is there have been conversations with players on the team internally. And you better hope they really like the guy, right? You've got to think that what they felt about Jay Allman came into the equation because that would make sense. That doesn't guarantee, although maybe some players that are in the portal right now even said, hey, but if you keep Jay, we'll stay. Doesn't guarantee that's going to happen. However, maybe, maybe it will happen. You know, my colleague Ken Trahan wrote about the Rick Jones coaching tree, and there's no question, none whatsoever, that Jake Gotro, currently an assistant at Mississippi State, was a key target. And I'm not surprised that somebody that, even though Mississippi State had a terrible season by their standards, after finally getting over the hump and winning a College World Series the year before this one, that if you're Gotro, high-level assistant, high-level program, you don't necessarily have to take a risk, even at your alma mater, where you're a Hall of Famer, when you're considered one of the top assistant coaches in the country. I, I mean, as much as the love of your school does matter, it's still a profession and if you can give yourself the greatest shot to be successful once you finally get the opportunity to be a division one head coach then you need to do that if you weren't a hundred percent sure that the combination of salary and the situation with concessions needed at Tulane were going to fit you you weren't going to take that job and maybe there were enough other names that were looking at it the same way based on the questions they asked when they were spoken to about the job. They and or their agents. If those answers weren't right, they weren't going to roll the dice there. Because you can't just go if you're an assistant who hasn't been a head coach yet or a head coach at a, a mid-major or low-major. You can't just say all right, I'm just going to roll the dice because the money is X. If you are in a good situation and feel like you can do better. I think it's a lot harder in baseball. Whereas, if you want to compare it to a sport, not that any coaching at the Division One level as the boss is easy. Out of the big three sports, you would say the easiest is basketball. Again, not saying any of them are actually easy because, yes, you have the smallest possible roster, smallest possible number of players that can be in the game at a given time. So every decision you make is magnified. But you can also change and make a difference, especially now in the free transfer era. You can turn your roster around pretty fast. It's harder in baseball. And you can argue between baseball and football. Well, you know, football, at least Division One. you know, talk about the highest level, FBS, you got E5 scholarships. 
for you know a roster that you can fill out on top of that with walk-ons and have talent develop talent test your talent behind the scenes baseball once you get to the season you can have a 35-man roster and less than 12 of those are actually accounted for in total scholarship dollars makes it awfully hard and certain schools have other advantages over you public versus private how state money can be involved with in-state players and now nil a rapidly evolving deal there Tulane it's hard you've got to find a certain type of kid who comes from a certain type of family to fill a lot of your roster because you can't pay for them you're an expensive private school it's been much talked about that there used to be a university college easier to get kids in from an academic standpoint as well back when Rick Jones was rolling say versus today when there isn't that option it's hard and then on top of that something that's unique to baseball and that is identifying pitching on the youth level on the high school level some juco some transfers who have not gotten the opportunities they wanted you may have liked before and then you see in their opportunities they've struggled on the college level any any young arm they're all in that category of young arm you've got to identify who they are what they're capable of doing and can you develop them and if you don't get it right over a year or two you're gonna have problems look at lsu I mean, one of the marquee programs in college baseball with more advantages than Tulane. Don't need to roll those out for you. A baseball fan knows there's plenty more advantages. And yet, this year, look at their pitching. They didn't have a quality starting weekend option. No offense to Mikhail Hilliard. They were very fortunate he came back as a graduate student. And could be a Friday night guy when Sunday guy or midweek guy is what he really should have been based on his arm talent. Ridiculous number of teams had more. Starting pitcher caliber talent and overall arm talent than LSU, including the team that knocked them out in Southern Miss. There's a school and their pitching coach was a name that came up for the two-line job. He has absolutely proven at Southern Miss that he can develop pitching. And maybe he considered Tulane. I don't know. But in the end, it didn't happen. As a result, we have what we have here. But at least Christian Ostrander was on the radar as it should relevantly should have been for the green wave but hey if if it can happen at lsu and yeah there's arguments whether paul Maneri was slipping a little bit at the end of his career physically not as healthy for the demands maybe a little too set in his ways those are some of the criticisms that have come out regardless 
It's even harder with even less margin for error at Tulane. So you go with Jalen, who is already in the door and understands the challenges of recruiting the talent, which is where it all starts. And maybe he laid out a plan of, hey, I think we're going to go in a different direction when it comes to filling out my coaching staff. Obviously, as a guy who's got recruiting acumen, he's trusted to get himself a recruiting coordinator and move forward in that area. But even though he's an alum, maybe Daniel Latham doesn't stick around as the pitching coach. Or maybe there's an argument that we were making progress. We will get that right. And that was sold. Who knows? We will learn more about that as the program moves forward. But it, it's not easy. And it's important that LSU fans understand that this isn't the Skip Burtman era. Certainly not the 90s Skip Burtman era. And Tulane fans, I think, fully understand a little better that it isn't the Rick Jones era and certainly not even David Pierce times, although it's not that long ago. There were arguments when Pierce left for Texas, the University of Texas, that probably good thing because he had maxed out what he can do. He had Tulane as a good regional team, and maybe he wasn't going to be able to handle the long-term recruiting here versus Texas, you shouldn't struggle to recruit talent there. And he's done a good job there. Tulane's a lot harder. Pierce might have failed if he stuck around. So there's a challenge Tulane is going to keep facing. If Jewett or now Allman, either one finds success in the job, they may not want to have to keep battling, even though they may have figured out a winning formula short-term that they think can work long-term. They may not want to keep battling. And you'll be having to do it all over again. And that lack of stability becomes a real test. So you have to accept, until proven otherwise, that you're a mid-major. In baseball, I mean, Tulane's got a chance to, to be special. And yet it's still a mid-major in that it's a challenging enough job based on the conference you're in. But not in the very elite conferences, but a very good one. And your own challenges as a private school and what the school is willing to support for you to be successful, which will continue to be an internal grumble, I'm sure. You've got to accept that even if you get it right, you may not be able to keep it. There may be a lot more situations like Pierce where guy proves successful and he's out the door to what is better. And it's not even a matter of matching the salary because I believe Tulane could do that if they have the right guy in baseball. It's a matter of matching the prestige and how easy the job is. Sad but true. If you're a professional with a very hard job and you can't make it any easier to have continued success when it's high pressure and high demands year in year out usually they're family men right they're looking for the best life for themselves and their families so it's going to be a continued challenge 
best thing I can say about Jay Elman moving forward with Green Wave Baseball is that, well, let's hope that, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's hope that that problem does arise. <laughs> that Tulane's struggling to keep him. That would be a beautiful story and a welcomed piece of anxiety versus not feeling like you're a winner, which is the feeling right now. I'm Jude Young. This is All Access. College baseball dominating the conversation. So we'll have more on the LSU autopsy coming up and other stories. How about high school sports in the state? Wow. More major changes. Big, big changes. Whoever thought that the select schools would outnumber the non-select? And it can change by the day? What? We'll get into that, too, when we return on 106.1 FM. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 106.1 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This week on RVER. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current at the 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And MLS consumer access. Dot over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. Napa no. At Napa, we're teaming up with Castro to bring you the epic Castro Motor Oil Truck Giveaway, where one lucky winner will get a brand new Ford F-150 and then pile the truck bed high with $5,000 worth of their favorite Napa parts and products. Now that's what we call a truck with a serious payload. See complete rules on how to enter without purchase at CastroPromotion.com. Napa know-how. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Offer ends 6 Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices eBay Motors. Let's ride. What's all the buzz about cleaning your nose, nasal hygiene, and navage, navage, navage? The science is simple. Your nose is the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses, but it's not perfect. Like washing your hands and brushing your teeth, it's time to start cleaning your nose, too. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril to the back of the nose where most allergens and viruses multiply, then flushes them out the other nostril before they reach your lungs. My name's Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. It's been around thousands of years. I did invent Navage to make it easy for everyone. 
In less than 30 seconds, you can clean your nose. And because it's all natural and drug-free, it's safe to use Navage every single day. Are you ready to join nearly 3 million people who use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier? At Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Ray Maliazzi here. The tear in my driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt's molded to fit it. But I'm ready for a new one from eBay Motors with all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. Till then, I'll just scooch. eBay Motors, let's ride. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The season is over for LSU baseball. Southern Miss scored a run on the top of the ninth to beat the Tigers 8-7 in the deciding game in the Hattiesburg Regional. Cade Doty and Dylan Cruz homer for LSU, which simply pitched poorly yet again, a large story of the season. In NFL news, the best defensive player in the league is a new deal. Aaron Donald is now the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. He's the first non-quarterback who will make over $30 million a year. The new deal gives him $95 million over three years, $65 million guaranteed, and he has a no-trade clause. The LHSAA has reclassified a slew of schools from non-select to select status, giving the select side of the equation 211 schools to 194 on the non-select side. Among those moved to select status are all Orleans and Jefferson Parish schools. And in the NHL, Colorado rallied late to force overtime and scored in the extra period to beat Edmonton 6-5 to win the series four games to none and to win the Eastern Conference title. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. So, you may have been paying attention to what's going on in the last week or so with the Louisiana High School Athletic Association. More info coming out on that today with a Zoom call that you can watch in its entirety and look at the summary by Lenny Van Gelder on CrescentCitySports.com about the decision of Executive Director Eddie Bonin working with the Executive Committee who in the end cleared these decisions of basically going through the rules that were already in place and determining that we didn't have the number of schools who should be what you would call select schools right. They expanded what a select school is, and now when you're trying to determine what schools have enrollment advantages, if you will, you realize a lot more public schools fall under that scope, or at least the LHSA's leadership did, involving schools that have open enrollment, your labs, your charters, your magnet schools. And as of Bonin's press conference, more schools in the state over, what, there's a 405 total between schools that play football and those that don't. 405. Over half of them now 
fall under the select moniker. And schools are going to be appealing. Bonine also explaining not only have schools been appealing, but on the flip side, schools have been complaining about other schools saying, well, why aren't they select? If we're select, why aren't they select? It's already affected a slew of schools in Orleans and Jefferson Parish on the public side that were previously in the bigger non-select side. And what we're going to have next after the 15-day appeals process is finally over and we know who for sure is select and non-select, look, that's not going to affect your schedules for football coming up. Although PowerPoints are always a part of you know, how schools try to put their schedules together to make sure that they have enough to make playoff brackets and be the best seed they can. But as far as regular season schedules, districts you're in, remember, select versus non-select, this is about the postseason. This isn't about classification. But we used to have small brackets for these select schools, mostly private schools, right? Highest division, Division One, biggest schools on the select side. You didn't have enough to fill out a 12-team bracket versus the traditional 32. You didn't have 32-team brackets in any of the four select divisions. Now that's going to be reviewed. You can look at the whole list as well. And again, that's going to keep changing. Just this week's list. There'll be a full update, it sounds like, at the end of the appeals process. But you can look at the current list. And know, and that's available on crescentcitysports.com. I'm sure lhsa.org will keep updating it. But you'll be able to look and see, as Bonine explained, although he wouldn't give any definitive answers on it because it's going to take some conversation behind the scenes that, sure, the playoff brackets are going to get bigger. If there are more select schools now than non-select in these sports, you're not going to have 12-team, 16-team brackets anymore. How big? They wouldn't say. But you can pretty much be sure that 24 and even 32 are on the table again. Now, let's talk about the select side. Will the non-select side, losing all those schools, flipping, where the top four out of the five classes in their postseason would have 32 teams? Is that going to change? Sounds like it. Because Bonine said, hey, do you really think it's good? And I totally agree. Do you really think it's good for the student-athlete experience if you play for a team that's, yeah, I don't know, you know, 0 and 10 in football, or you know, 4 and 24 in baseball, and you still have to go get together and get your butt kicked in a playoff game too. Is that is that good for a student athlete? You've already been a bad team, and then you got to go into the playoffs and play one of the best teams and take another whooping. <laughs> I mean, of course not. It, it wasn't making sense when they decided to keep 32 team brackets at after forcing the split in these sports to begin with for the brackets that didn't have buys. It's not good for the sport. And remember, we're talking football, baseball, softball, boys and girls, basketball. Those are the sports that they chose to split in. 
And we all know what's going to happen here. There's going to be debates and plans and cliques forming and uh, politicking going on leading up to what is the annual January LHSA convention where the schools were upset about all this or are going to have to decide how they want to respond to it. Will they finally end the split? You know, I'll believe it when I see it because I've said many times and there are plenty that agree once you give more of something, you give it. Like, even though Louisiana used to be fine with five and or seven state championships per these sports, you know, you five A through, you know, five A through one A classes and then B and C. And that was good, right? You had those champions, seven. And then football, clearly, B and C schools don't play the sport, so you're five. Once you give more championships, even though it waters the idea of being a state champion down, it's hard to take those away because schools want to have a better shot of winning state championships. So it's hard for them to decide, hey, let's take opportunities to play for a state championship away from us. Because we're the ones who decide on it. The principals in the end who wind up voting. That's a tough sell. But what will they do? What will they try to pull off to change the LHSA rules next? Because I can tell you one thing. The schools that aren't affected, that didn't have to from the non-select side your public schools that didn't have to flip over probably aren't shedding any tears for the schools that did, right? Because you're a magnet or you're a lab and you have advantages, a charter that can take outside of your attendance zone. You can maybe get kids from all over your parish or even more extended, right? Same old debate. There's going to be no pity there, so it's going to be hard to see those schools come to any understanding, even if in some parishes and, and school board fiefdoms, some of that can be forced, but I don't think enough to make major changes. And I think the most ironic part of this is that because it was a smaller bracket, even though the public schools who were on the non-select side had gotten rid of the schools that they thought had an unfair advantage and therefore, you know, if you say they have an unfair advantage, aren't you kind of saying that at the very least they have a higher ceiling on the field, on the court, that they're better than you? When you can go sport by sport, some of that's clearly not true, right? One that you would think out of the money sports that it would be the most true, you could argue on the highest levels that in baseball it's not true. You're going to tell those powerhouses led by Barb in southwest Louisiana or, you know, a, a Zachary. Always been good baseball schools, good in sports in general in the rest in Neville, uh, Monroe area. You're going to tell them, you know, well, you told these schools that, you know, they had an unfair advantage, so you split in baseball. So 
clearly you're saying they're better than you. They're going to say, well, we still have, we're still better than them. Well, then why aren't you together? <laughs> because some of that's voted on, right, on the lower levels where there is more of a perceived advantage there, right? So, I mean, there's so many nuances to this. Now it's going to flip to, well, if it's basically 50-50 and you've separated the schools that you say have some sort of unfair advantage in getting better student-athletes even more, doesn't that suddenly lead to the argument of saying, well, I guess the uh, select championships are involving the better overall pool of teams, right? Because they must have unfair advantages and they have the better talent. And when you force schools, say, like Acadiana, to suddenly play on the select side, powerhouse they have been, right, amongst others, well, maybe you can make that argument. Edna Carr, Warren Easton. Maybe you can make that argument that those championships, considering the dominance of those programs I just mentioned in recent years, throwing them on the side of these pure public, uh, excuse me, pure private schools and every perceived advantages they allegedly have right maybe that championship is more prestigious that's the kind of stuff that's going to be thrown in the faces of the very core of the schools still remaining on the non-select side who have consistently voted for the split there are schools on both ends of the spectrum that did or did not vote for the split that are now in a, on a side that would surprise them, right? Deservedly so or maybe not deservedly so in their opinion, right? So much to it. So between now, rest of the summer leading up to football season when we know what kind of postseason there's going to be and then come January at the next convention when all the school leaders come together with their proposals to try, I'm sure, change what's just been changed in some way, great or small. It's going to be pretty interesting for internet chat boards, social media, and stuff like this on Sports Talk Radio. We're going to hear a lot, I promise you. And in the end, what are we going to have? Could we actually, in the end, do it right and at least have fewer championships in some way? Yeah, I know. That's wishful thinking. 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Back to a little college baseball talk and where LSU goes from here. Jay Johnson's first year in the books. He's going to scramble, right? I think he's going to have his first full summer after already a strong recruiting class. He's got some more holes to fill if winning in 2023 at the level expected in Baton Rouge is going to happen. We'll talk about that in a moment on 106.1 FM. 
hurricane victims. Good news. Here's a company that can maximize your claim and make your insurance do what's right. Here's what folks had to say about them. My insurance kept changing adjusters on me. That stopped when ClearClaim got involved. Insurance told me I didn't have enough damage to meet my deductible. Then I got a ClearClaim and ended up getting paid more money than I thought possible. My insurance only wanted a patch of my roof instead of paying for a full roof. ClearClaim told them, no way, you aren't getting away with that. I lost all hope after the hurricane until I spoke with ClearClaim. I was shocked with joy when they made my insurance pay me $92,000 more. I was worried about having to pay for a public adjuster, but after I realized how it works, it was a no-brainer. Listen, folks, you pay for insurance, then when it's time for them to pay you, they play games with your money. You've got two choices, do nothing and get nothing, or look out for you and your family and call ClearClaim today. Even if your claim has already been paid, closed, or denied, that's fine. Even if you've already done repairs, call 504. Napa know-how. At Napa, we're teaming up with Castrol to bring you the epic Castro Motor Oil Truck Giveaway, where one lucky winner will get a brand new Ford F-150 and then pile the truck bed high with $5,000 worth of their favorite Napa parts and products. Now that's what we call a truck with a serious payload. See complete rules on how to enter without purchase at CastroPromotion.com. Napa know-how. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Offer ends 6 Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices eBay Motors. Let's ride. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast Baconator. Don't let breakfast be boring when it could be better. Wendy's Breakfast Baconator will have you feeling sunny side up all day long. Wake up to fresh cracked eggs, savory sausage, and oven baked bacon, of course. Order it and start looking forward to tomorrow morning at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours only. This is Josh Danzig with Worry At Magazine and WorryAt.com for 1061 Nash Icon. Save the date for next Wednesday, June 15th. And join me and Jason Ginty from Alt 923 from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Virgin Hotel at 550 Barone Street for the Neptunia Gin Mix-Off Finals. Enjoy no cover, complimentary cocktails, and much more. Log on to our website, whereyet.com, to vote in our Best of the Big Easy contest. And pick up the June issue of Where Yet Magazine at restaurants, grocery stores, and retail outlets all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. So when you do a post mortem on LSU baseball, 
pulmonary supporters will say, you know, his last year got him to the Super Regionals. Jay Johnson's first year didn't get him to the Super Regionals. We all know that that's completely, it should be, you know, apples to apples, but every season and every regional is apples to oranges, right? Matchup styles make fights. When LSU was assigned to Hattiesburg, you knew you were facing a USM team whose greatest strength was your greatest weakness. A team that was only behind the powerhouse that is Tennessee and the entire country in ERA. That means quality, talent, and depth. And it felt like LSU's best shot would be to win through it. The, the more games LSU would have to play by far less likely they would be to still pull it out. Unlike last year in that Eugene Regional where the Tigers had a Landon Marceau as an ace, A.J. Labus. You know, they had the type of pitching depth that you could get quality starts and battle your way through the loser's bracket. And in the end, still, it was a surprise they were able to beat Oregon twice and get it done. But this year's team didn't have that. And that if anything, argues to... And remember, Johnson really wasn't in full command of the program after how long the hiring process took until July last year. So he did what he could in the portal and got some decent help. Clearly bringing in Jacob Berry and All-America had help. But remember, he was injured late in the season. And it really wasn't the same when he came back didn't look sharp in the regionals. Cade Doty had been hurt, although he had some big swings in the regional. That didn't help either. But yeah, injuries happen, whatever. You have to have the depth there, LSU. You're just like with Tulane. Injuries happen. Use that excuse for not winning. It's not going to save your job in the end, is it? Now, Johnson has no worries about his job, but they had enough offense. But the concern is, you look back at his successful teams at Arizona. Last year, went to the College World Series. Even still, pitching wasn't dazzling overall. Those Wildcats could really hit. And the defense was a question mark. And this year at LSU, basically had the same type of team we've seen from him, which is the concern. Can he survive? Just saying, oh, I'll, I'll get my hands on the best talent I can, but I, I'm going to make sure my lineup hits. It's going to be offense first. Now another injury that he couldn't control, Alex Malazzo, not a great hitting catcher, but an excellent defensive catcher, wasn't available. So he had two great bats behind Malazzo. Because even he early in the season looked like Johnson, an offense-minded, seemingly anyway, coach, was going with the best defensive option at catcher. Well, I would argue he needs to think about that in a grander scale moving forward. Yes, in a perfect world, you find a solid to plus defensive catcher who's a decent to really good bat every year, but we know that that's not easy. Make sure that that guy can defend. And, you know, he inherited Jordan Thompson as a shortstop who had some fielding questions, and those questions came up again. Kid's a good overall player, but is he an overall reliable shortstop? He'll make errors. He'll fail to turn double plays that you need to turn to help your pitching staff out. That's a problem. 
There were problems with the corner outfielders being selected to try to get the best bat in the lineup to the point where even in the regional, he had to make a change because the defense was so bad in left field. In left field, defense is a problem. That was an issue all year long. That's not going to work long-term at LSU in the Southeastern Conference. Look, Tigers won 17 games this year, but they were in some ways fortunate. One right off the top of the bat, they didn't have to play Tennessee, where you flip another Eastern opponent, say a Georgia, even if they'd have hosted Tennessee, would they have won a series like they won against Georgia? Well, I know they made regionals to Georgia, but really? The way those two teams matched up? Saw it again in the SEC tournament. Saw them get destroyed by Tennessee in the five matchups last year. Yeah, that wouldn't have gone well. And that's where you're trying to get. Now, Tennessee's an anomaly. They're still good right now. They can't possibly maintain that pace. But if they can get there, then every fan of every other solid baseball program in the conference is looking so well if Tennessee can do it you can do it and that's certainly the case at LSU and I think Johnson who has put a highly regarded recruiting class together that we don't know what it'll really be until one attacking the transfer portal and two surviving the MLB draft we won't know exactly what LSU will have raw talent wise coming in but there's no doubt about they need to be better defensively. They were trying to find a place for Jacob Berry to play. His bat's big league talent. His glove is not. He wound up settling in at third base, so you weren't great there, but he was even worse in right field. So you had your left side of the infield not great. Defensively behind the plate, not great. Give Trey Morgan a lot of credit through battling through a leg injury and still being as good as he's been defensively, although it did seem to affect him at the plate, certainly affected his ability to run when he had really good speed. So LSU had some factors to overcome based on the talent they did have, but at the same time, I'm not even talking about the pitching. I'm just going to assume that Johnson and his staff, they will develop. Jason Kelly's pitching coach has a good track record. They will develop better pitching. They'll have quality starting options who more often than not can get you five, six, maybe more innings, which they just didn't have this year. So I'm going to give the pitching the benefit of the doubt that that will be taken care of at LSU. But advice to Johnson, you'd have made it out, and just from watching the games, you'd have made it out of Hattiesburg and been hosting a Super Regional if your defense would have been better. Would have just done a little bit more to help your pitchers, your defense not being able to make plays, including your own pitching. Your own pitchers were not able to field their position. I don't know whether it takes more attention to that, how much that really plays into your scouting when you're just trying to find arm talent with the pitchers. But overall, you got to be better defensively. It's got to be more of a priority than it was this year, and it appeared to be from a distance and just looking at the raw numbers late in the tenure at Arizona, or it's not going to work at LSU. And I think it, it'll tell us more how LSU looks defensively next year as far as the medium to long-term outlook for a Jay Johnson LSU program. 
than anything else we see next year. I'm more curious to see that. I think the other things have a chance to work out because you're LSU, because it's a vibrant, capable head coach and staff. But defense matters. I saw them shifting a lot more than LSU's ever had in the past. Defensively, that's great. If you're into those analytics, better be into range factor and flat out putting the best defenders at key positions on the field if you expect to win big time. I'm pretty sure they know that, and I'm pretty sure we'll see that. But if you don't, that'll be telling. One more segment to go, Jude Young All Access. I want to let you know I'll be on with Eric Asher on Inside New Orleans Sports on WLAE-TV and other affiliates starting live at 1 o'clock on Thursday. Rerun that night at 6. One more segment to go of this fine program here on 106.1 FM. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Napa Know-How. At Napa, we're teaming up with Castro to bring you the epic Castro Motor Oil Truck Giveaway, where one lucky winner will get a brand new Ford F-150 and then pile the truck bed high with $5,000 worth of their favorite Napa parts and products. Now that's what we call a truck with a serious payload. See complete rules on how to enter without purchase at CastroPromotion.com. Napa Know-How. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Offer ends 6 Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. It's Macy's Friends and Family, with an extra 30% off special gifts from top designers just in time for Father's Day when you use your coupon or Macy's card. And take 15% off fragrances, skincare, and more great gift ideas now at Macy's. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. You've got bugs. What's your move? A rattly can? Or a simple spritz? Bugs near your kids and pet? Will it be ingredients you can't pronounce? (sighs) Ew. Or essential oils? (sighs) Bother the bugs, not your family. Zevo uses essential oils, which attack bugs' biological systems, so Zevo kills bugs, plus is safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. Zevo. People-friendly. Bug-deadly. Now at a store near you. Carla's retiring early next month. We're all going to have to learn to pick up a slack. The dessert-making role at Sawyer's Restaurant, deserted. They need a new pastry chef who can souffle like it's a piece of cake. Come on, guys, we got to line out the door. How much longer for those croissants? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. How do you make the most of your land? If you ask the Rens, who run with us on a John Deere mower, they tell you... I mow first, then I do all the trimming. But the Hubbards, who work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor, would say... If it's something you want, just go after it and try it. Then there's the Mosers, who may mention from the seat of their John Deere Gator UTV... You can't be all working on play. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. As we always do at the end of the program, we take a look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines that you should be checking out. What about Jay Allman being promoted from interim coach to head coach at Tulane? Talked about it already tonight here. More on how it may be unusual, but it can work from Lenny Van Gelder. It can work. He mentions Dabo Swinney. Similar situation, you know. Head coach wasn't quite getting the job done at the time. You remember him? pretty good here last name of Bowden right and what happened with Swinney rest is history and then of course didn't work long term but short term boy did it work that guy at LSU with the accent right worked with Coach O after less miles so it's not like this can happen it can work Guys on the inside who see what was going wrong maybe can get it right. Also, Lenny, Ken, others will continue to cover the select, non-select changes as they remain fluid with appeals going on, determining who is going to be on each side of a now equally split or pretty close to it fence. It's going to make the fall very interesting on the gridiron. That much is certain. And in particular, just sort of looking ahead to what the Orleans and Jefferson Parish schools were thrown into that mix with the private schools. It's difficult for them, I'm sure. But some of them were voting for this split, and you know what it means, right? When they say, be careful what you wish for. And Renee Nato with a nice feature on Paulson Adebo going into his second year. He went from a rookie who had a chance to play a lot to starting every game and terrific last season. Now he's just considered a guy you plug and play and don't have to worry about. How can he get better? What are his plans to get better? Renee Nato with some insight from the third-round pick of last offseason as he moves into his second year as a pro and a starter for the Saints. Pretty strong position in that cornerback spot. Pretty strong secondary the Saints have put together. If you're strong in the secondary in a passing league, that's good. 
Better rush the passer, too, which the Saints seem capable of doing with a team approach. That combo means they're going to be a pretty strong defense again. Makes things easier on an offense that wasn't good last year and has nowhere to go, particularly throwing the football, but up. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board. Jude Young will be back with you. That's me on Friday night in place of Ken Trahan. Ken with all access tomorrow night at 6. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at Nash FM 1061.com.